Hey gorgeous soul and welcome back to Love, Sex and Magic. Today's guest is Ariel Astoria. She is a poet, she is a writer, she is an author and she is a force to be reckoned with. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. We talked all about creativity, we talked about finding your voice online, we talked about comparison and showing up in your own lane. We talked about self-love, self-care, boundaries, and there's only really one word to describe this episode, and that is magic. So enjoy. There's magic in the bones. There's magic in your eyes. There's magic swimming home around. In your mind, there's magic in you, there's magic in me, there's magic in us, if only we believe. I am one-third poet, I am two-fourths perfectionist, I am imperfect, chaotic frazzled and indecisive. I can be moody and negative, self-deprecating and hypocritical. I advocate for the beauty and importance of everyone else. And and I sometimes I sometimes deny my own. I am often thinking that I won't measure up. I won't achieve any other level of success. Most days, most days I feel like a fraud. Like people will look behind my curtain and find a mess of a woman and they will not love me like still, I love like still, like ocean always coming back to shore, simply hoping to be loved in return. I am in love for the first time in my life and it is terrifying and beautiful all at once. I am becoming slowly unwinding into who I've always been meant to be. It's like it's like meeting a distant and yet long for a piece of you that has always reminded you of home. I am home to one too many emotions, to fantasies and dreams that seem as realistic as fairy dusts. I sometimes, I sometimes still believe in magic, hope that it is tucked in the wings of a butterfly or maybe in the dimples of a really chunky baby in the colors of a sunset or the way that he looks at me and they may call me something like foolish, 28 years old and still believing in magic, but what What if the thing we're most afraid of is not that it doesn't exist, but that it's lived inside of us all this time and we called it foolish? Well then, call me foolish because I could see it swimming in my veins and every time I take a breath, magic tucked on the tip of my tongue, it is no wonder why these words are sometimes the most necessary healing I've come to know. So call us foolish because I could see it swimming in your veins. And every time you take a breath, magic tucked into your very existence, so much so that your breath is a miracle. And you are a miracle. There's magic in your bones. There's magic in your eyes. There's magic swimming all around. In your mind, there's magic in you. There's magic in me. There's magic in us. If only we believe. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Oh my goodness. I am covered in goosebumps. Mm. You are such a gift. Ariel, welcome to Love, Sex, and Magic, and thank you for bringing your magic to (laughs) us. Oh my goodness! And what a perfect, what a perfect poem as well. Mm -hmm. Wow! Oh my goodness, where to begin? (laughs) (laughs) How do we, how do we follow that? You know, I would really love to hear your story of finding Mm -hmm. your own magic. Is this something that you've always been aware of, these creative gifts of yours, your ability to really feel so deeply and translate that for other people? It I I think the conversation is similar to those who, you know, are now body awareness people or body positive people or or health therapists and things like that. Um you can imagine that at one point in time in their story, they weren't those things that they now became. Um, and the same goes for me. I was, I did not always know how to embrace my own magic more. So I didn't 
think I had magic to embrace. A lot of it became a part of that story. And and then slowly realizing, you know, I do have things to contribute to this world. Um, I am myself magic. And, and that became something I learned and, and um, realized over time. But it, it took a long time. I wish I would have known sooner um, who I was and what I felt like I was able to contribute to this world. But I think that's all part of the process of it all. And I think that's all part of learning about who we are and, and the process of embracing our own magic um, really does start with the awareness that we have it in the first place. And so I had to be aware of it and then to accept it, you know, that the way I was gifted and, and able to contribute to this world was was not a way that anyone else was capable of doing so at the same time. And then walking in this freedom um, of that free, of that magic and the freedom of, of knowing it and being able to get on stage and having my like string of nervousness still, um, but knowing like this is where I belong. This is where mm-hmm. I, I serve the world best. And, and so it definitely has been um, a journey. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, completely, completely relate to that. And I still get nervous when I go on stage too. Like when I go on stage, I'm talking, I'm telling stories, I'm motivating people, I'm inspiring people. But beforehand, I am a bag of nerves. You know, actually, I think I'm nervous for like the entire month up to a, to being on stage. I will have nightmares. I will have like recurring dreams mm. that I'm not ready or that like I'm not prepared enough or that everyone's going to leave. And then the morning of the event, I wake up and I'm like, it's it's go time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I definitely think there are like days I'm really bad, like I will be fine. And then like last minute, like I'm about an hour from stage and I'm just like, oh, I I always have to like poop. I don't know if that's like TMI, but I always have to like go to the restroom and like get it out. And I always like ask, can you give me like five, 10 minutes before I'm on? Because I like need to find some like dark corner or like somewhere away from people to kind of just like curl up for a second. And then you get on stage and you're like, okay, this is, I know how to do this. You know, like this is, this is not new to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where every time for me, it's like every time I agree to do it and and I put on these big events as well myself. And I'm like, yeah, every every time I'm like, remind me why I put myself through this. And then yes. as soon as I'm on stage, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why. This right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like adrenaline the whole the whole time. And it's the best. A hundred percent. Oh, wow. So I would love to hear more about like that exact poem, because that is just like, wow. How was that poem birthed through you? Does that have a story? Yeah. Was it at a particular point in your life? Yeah. So I wrote that poem um let's see probably a little over a year now and the poem and the song came separately so the poem first um I I was a teaching artist for a really long time um and I taught um, for a nonprofit specifically with youth that were incarcerated or rehabbing from a certain substance or a certain abuse um and so I taught them poetry I would go in for for an hour or two and and have these sessions with these kids and so I had them write an I am poem. Um, and an I am poem is pretty simple of just, I am this, I am, you know, here, I am there, I am an ocean, I am, et cetera, et cetera. And just describing themselves in a different way or really straightforward of like, I'm the oldest child, I'm 17 years old. You know, sometimes you would have to expand their creativity in those spaces. But I challenged them to um, utilize um, ingredients. So a cup full of this, a teaspoon of this, so which is why at the beginning of mine, I'm, you know, one third poet, I'm two fourth perfectionist, I'm imperfect chaotic. And so I always wrote with them. Um, I didn't think that I could teach and just be like, here are these things and I'm ha- having you marshal and, and, um, and bring up all these really maybe hard things um, to have conversations about and, and then me not participate. So I always wrote with them. And so I wrote my version of an I am poem. And that was the poem portion of what I wrote. Um, And then much, much later, I was just driving with my at the time um, boyfriend. And I words come similarly to songs to me. Um, It's like the spilling kind of thing that happens. It's not really planned or orchestrated. It's just like, 
something that's coming right now and I really need to pay attention to it. And so I'm driving and I just start humming and I'm just like humming, but like, like it's a tune I've known before. Um, and I, I don't know what's happening because I know I don't know it. And so I'm just humming, I'm humming and I'm driving and I like turn the radio off. Cause I was like, okay, I'm clearly something's happening right now and I need to go and so I'm just like humming 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 and my boyfriend at the time was like what he's like what are you seeing and I was like I don't know like I'm trying to figure (laughs) out what this is and so I keep humming I keep humming and then eventually words start to form and I just start rambling them really it's just like there's magic in there's and I did that for just like five minutes until eventually it turned into you. There's magic in your bones. There's there's magic in your eyes. And then I start to record myself because I'm like, I don't know what this is or if I'll get it again. And so then when I started to perform the pieces, I combined them. Um, and I was like, this is weird because I talked about magic in that poem. Maybe I can combine these two. And so I started to perform and combine them and then we actually released it it's on itunes and spotify so you can find them find that piece on there as well and and i put the story in it on purpose i i wanted it to feel um very nostalgic for people and like i said when i got the melody to this song it felt like i was singing something i knew um but i didn't even know what it was at first and i wanted people's experience um listeners experience to be very similar um, like they were in the car with me, you know, like they were humming it themselves and kind of finding um, a melody and a tune to their own realization of their own magic, if you will. And so, yeah, that's how mm-hmm. magic um, and then in parentheses is in your bones is the name of the piece. Yeah. yeah. What do you believe about like creativity being this divine gift that just gets uh given to us or like given the the opportunity that we have to to channel it from Mm -hmm. this from this genius from some divine god universe like I'd love to hear more about your creativity and spirituality Mm -hmm. like how that what you're around that they're very um they're very interchangeable. I grew up, um, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I don't identify with the fullness of Christianity um, in this season of life, but I know there is something bigger than me. Um, I believe that wholeheartedly. So, you know, God divine for me, it's always been God and, and the, the many faces and complexities of who God is has continued to shift and change, you know? Um, but for me, I believe that at least gifts that we've been given um, are gifts, you know, and for me, they came from God. And so um, it was kind of like my calling to, to spill them and to, to give them to the world. But that's why I feel like um, some people call them downloads. I call them spills. Um, But like, like the song, it was like, this was not something that presently lived inside of me, even though it felt like it did, um, but it was being given to me in that moment. And I had to like lean in and press into that moment and listen and really listen for that. And so I, I get the download conversation in that way, but I always, my writing process is spilling half the time because it doesn't feel like, um, it's not organized. It's not structured. I'm just, an idea comes and it's like, are you ready? You know, God's like, are you ready? Cause yes. I, are you, are you going to catch it? Because you're like, oh, let me grab something. <laughs> and so, so, and it's like, true. usually like in the shower, like, in like savasana and I'm just like no not right now and then I like sit in my car for like an hour or I get out of the shower and I'm sitting on the toilet I'm like writing because it's like this thing that's like I'm being I'm giving this to you now I'm throwing this to you now um can you catch it you know and so for me I I grew up I'm the pastor's kid and everything so I grew up very in tune with with spirituality and with faith and I don't know how to separate that entity and from who from who I am and why I orchestrate and why I do the things that I do and so there's definitely a thread of in this moment I am a megaphone um and if God were to speak a message to his beloved what would what would she say you know um and and kind of having that space to to do that yeah 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 completely 
if people are listening to this, if there's someone listening to this and thinking, wow, like she is so gifted. I wish mm. that I had found my gift. I wish mm. that I was creative or I, I'm not creative or I'm not mm. this. Like, do you have any advice to help people find what their gifts are or tap more yeah. into their own creativity? Yeah. Well, I, I have a poem. It's called Creative to Create. And I always would tell this to my students too, because they're like, oh, miss, like, I'm not an artist. You know, I'm not a writer. I can't, I can't write like that, or I can't create like that. And everything in it, in its um, bare form is art. Um, That's ourselves. That's the world around us. Um, Everything is creative um, because it was created. Um, And so we have the ability to create because we were created. Um, And that is anything um, from architecture to a math problem, to an actual painting, to dancing. Everything in itself is is creative. Um, Everything in its right own right and own existing is is art is flair you know is is a masterpiece and so um it doesn't have to look like other art forms that is something that i feel like is a trap of like okay well i'm not making anything mozart made you know or i'm not creating Mm -hmm. artwork that this person created um the first is to debunk the comparison and that it has to look like someone else's art form because more than likely you know that's not going to be the case and just to play i think as adults we don't really give ourselves the opportunity to play um to explore to dabble into weird things to take a class to take an improv class you know to take a sculpting class giving ourselves the opportunity to play in creativity and um one of my favorite quotes is Marianne Williamson and she says our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that frightens us most we ask ourselves who am I to be talented brilliant fabulous gorgeous actually who are you not to be you playing small does not serve the world um I come back to that quote all the time because uh, us playing small is making the assumption of I can't Um, us playing small is making the declaration of I'm not um, versus we are those things. It's just a matter of tapping into them and exploring them. Um, So you are a creative. Everyone is a creative. We were created, therefore we have the ability to then create. Beautiful. And that quote by Marianne Williamson is actually the one that changed my life as well. Yeah. I saw it um, on the wall of my therapist's um, Hall. she sent me out to look at it when I was mm-hmm. trying to recover from an eating disorder when I was 17 and um, she kind of really saw that I was just making myself really small physically and mm-hmm. you know metaphorically like I was trying to shrink to to be liked to fit in instead of taking up space instead of letting myself be seen yeah. be confident be be the person that I that I really was and so I feel that people for for people tapping into their gifts you're so right there's so much to be said around this fear of what if I shine too brightly what if people Mm -hmm. are offended or hurt or what if I upset people because it's too Mm -hmm. much we're so afraid of being too much and Mm -hmm. we could really all afford to lean a little bit more into our too muchness yeah absolutely that's so good I think that is the biggest um, that's our fear. Our fear is never, I won't be good enough, but I think the fear is I am and I'll, I'll lose friends. I'll lose community. I'll lose, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and that is, that is an, an implanting that I think fear really presses into our identity and existing. It's that, um, whisper of stay small, stay small, because you, it's not that you can't be anything else, but actually you're so much more than that. Um, and if you actually believe that, if you actually stepped into that awareness of yourself, then there's no telling what you would be able to do in this world and create in this world and transform in this world. And um, yeah, especially for you know people who identify as women, there there is a stronghold over over women and in the sacredness of the of the feminine and why because of how powerful um that entity is and because of how powerful um we have the capability of being and existing and so 
it is it is that still small whisper of fear that keeps us small not because we are but because we're so much more expansive than that yeah yeah and I feel as well for women it seems to affect women more than men this this comparison um Mm -hmm. piece which you know when you have tapped into your own magic and you're aware of your own greatness and you're able to shine and be in your own lane it's less of a problem but I feel that it's it can really just take over people in in stopping them from putting themselves out there because they think, well, someone else has already done it or mm-hmm. someone else, or someone's already slaying at that. Yeah. Like, I'll never be able to do it like right. them. Yeah. Why do I even bother trying? Like, what new do I have to bring? Mm-hmm. What new thing do I have to bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have, like, any words of wisdom around this? Because I know it's something that so many people struggle with. Yeah, comparison is so hard because it will forever be there I think we just have to admit that first and foremost is acknowledge you know this this thing will always be there and and it will be um different every time we face it you know and and that is part of the growth and and that is the part of the just journey of being human and so I'm an I'm if any of you are familiar with the the Enneagram I'm an Enneagram um, four and Enneagram fours tend to have the inherent belief um, that there is a flaw, um, that no matter what I do or or what I I put out in the world or how I show up, there will always be like this something wrong with me um, that cannot be fixed, that cannot be solved, that cannot be. So the comparison thing, I I wrestle with daily. You know, like I won't ever say that this is not something I've been challenged on. And, and it really comes down to one, the things that I noticed I was comparing, um, and really dissecting those things of like, oh, well, she got this opportunity and this opportunity on this opportunity. Why, why didn't I get those opportunities? And when I really looked at them, it was like, well, I don't want those opportunities. (laughs) Like in the first place, it was just that sheer like visual of like, oh, that's something I don't have. But when you really look at it, you're like, that's not something I want in the first place. So Mm -hmm. being able to debunk that um, and then go into the space of like, can I then celebrate this person? for the journey that they're on and the doors that were open to them and then allow that space of somewhat manifesting the opportunities and the, and the moments that will happen to me that someone else will look at and then compare to right. Instead of looking at these opportunities in that sense of I didn't have this or I didn't get this. I acknowledge that that happened to them or to her and I celebrate that that happened to them or to her. And then I then create a space where I can be open to those opportunities in a similar sense to also happen to me at the same time. I'm just not, you know, in the same moment um, or not in the same breath. And, and so that was like another layer that I had to really sit with and then just kind of go into the conversation of like, if I, if how I do things and how I show up in the world is unique to me, then why would I think that um, th- there would be a duplicate response um, to the things that happen around me? So if I'm looking at someone and I'm comparing those moments, what I'm asking is that I have the same exact result in life, the same exact happenings in life, when I don't actually desire those things because one, I'm a four and I would like to, I like being different. I like doing things like own way I like being a snowflake you know so it's like no I don't actually want the that scene happening to happen to me because then it looks like everyone else I want what's specifically ordained for my story and my journey and my path in my life and so really having to like dissect those initial moments of comparison and like why are we here you know really explore what's happening there and is this something I genuinely want or not you know and if so why and so I'm I'm definitely um an internalizer I I process everything I self-analyze everything and so I definitely make myself dissect those moments and then you're like and then you're over it by that point you're like what what was I doing you know yeah yeah totally you know one of the things that's really helped me with comparison is this analogy that um an acting teacher actually shared with me and it was all about how like we're talking about like different actors being right for different roles and like if two actors go up for the same part 
they've got the same lines, the exact same, it's the exact same role, but they're going to bring something uh, so different to Mm -hmm. the role because they're just Mm -hmm. completely different people. They've got different gifts. And he said that you have like a specific flavor, like think of yourself as a specific flavor of ice cream. It's like favorite flavor of ice cream. So like mine would be like raspberry chocolate. Mm -hmm. I love raspberry and dark chocolate together. Mm -hmm. So like if I am the flavor of raspberry chocolate, then no matter what I do, I'm going to bring that flavor of raspberry chocolate. And some people are going to be mad for raspberry chocolate and they're going to be like, holy shit, we love (laughs) raspberry. Like whatever raspberry chocolate does, we want that raspberry freaking chocolate. But then there's going to be someone else that like hates raspberry chocolate and they're going to be like, Mm. you know what? I do not enjoy any of those projects. But if if Mm. someone was actually doing the exact same things, but as a mint chocolate chip, I would be all over it. So I feel like each of like if I slip into comparison, I remind myself that I'm raspberry chocolate and some Mm -hmm. people are going to really vibe with that and some people are not. Mm-hmm. And these other people that I'm comparing myself to are just different flavors of ice cream, yeah. which different people yeah. are going to like. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. I love that ice cream, that ice cream scenario too, because it's, I might like recent, like this last week and my husband and I be like picked up ice cream for some friends. And I was like, I want chocolate chip cookie dough. He's like, okay, I'm probably going to get like a strawberry or something. I was like, oh, strawberry, you know, okay, like whatever, <laughs> do whatever you want. And then he ends up getting the strawberry cheesecake flavor. And I ended up having more of the strawberry cheesecake than I did the cookie dough because to my mm-hmm. surprise, you know, I actually really liked it. And so I love that conversation of like the ice cream flavors and just it, it, it everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different likings. And sometimes those moments will cross over and you'll find you're both in the room. You know, you both put, yes. put one in that moment. Um, but then there you will find a lot of times of just like, mm, we just decided to go with the strawberry or with the mint chocolate you know and that's just how it how life works sometimes yeah 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 totally and it's like if I feel like if people are scared of like putting themselves out there because they think well someone else has already done it remind Mm -hmm. yourself that well you're a different flavor so Mm -hmm. you could be saying the exact same words you could be talking about the exact same topic but it lands someone else completely it lands completely in a whole new way for them because they're hearing it from from you and not this other person yeah so good yeah so I know you are like your essence on social media the way you show up is just such a beautiful energy on my feed I just love to follow you and you're you really it really feels like you found your voice your lane Mm. It's so, um, I feel like your personality just comes across so beautifully on there and I really connect with what you share. What was your journey like to actually like finding your voice online, like in the online space? Because obviously Mm. you're speaking on stage, like you've got this creative journey um, going on. Like, did you find it hard to translate that online? Did you ever struggle to share your voice? Yeah, I've kind of always been, um, an open book I my mom like growing up if I would travel or if I would go places I would come back and she'd be like who do, who did you talk to you know like what story do you have with you and so I've always kind of been um that I what I imagine to be like listening to John Mayer dreaming with a broken heart with like laying on the ground like I just <laughs> I welcome the feels I embrace the feels and I and I do that for others as well and so I I actually, if you go on my Instagram, I never deleted any photos. So you can go all the way back to the very beginning, you know, of just like angsty pictures at, while traveling or just like weird things in my room or just like journal entries because I, I didn't want to like ever lose that, if you will, the more I noticed that I started to grow and things like that on social media. And so it was always a space where I felt like I had to try the balance of not being too vulnerable sometimes um, because being vulnerable in in its essence, I'd never hesitated to do. I feel like I, I'm not a very surface level person. I don't, I don't know how to stay surface level. I'm just like, who are you? What are you about? Um, tell me your biggest, deepest, darkest secrets or your your wildest dreams. Um, and 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 genuinely wanting to know those about people. And so, 
the same thing kind of happened on social media where I would just, you know, share very honest things with photos that were maybe like taken a week ago or super cute and aesthetic, but in the caption was like in real life and in the real time and, and what I was feeling or experiencing or, or exploring. And so for me, it's just kind of like ebbed and flowed over time. Definitely. I think there was a season where I was mostly single. And so that was a lot of my conversation. And then I started dating someone and then that was a lot of my conversation, you know, and then recently got married. And so weaving that into the conversation. And so I want my space to grow and change just as much as I grow and change. Um, but the thread is always to be as authentic as possible. And um, that I would be the same person online as I am in person. Like I never want those moments where, you know, people encounter me and they're like, Oh, just not the same as when you're online, you know, and I'm like, No, I want it to be a th- a through and through. I don't think that's what social media you know, it's set up for, for us to be different people. And so really making sure that that is consistent, you know, that I am me through and through. And so I, again, I, I've always been an art space person. I've always been like a performer on, on stage. And so I never really shied away from, from being honest, you know, if anything, just trying to find the balance of like how to protect my personhood um, and not, you know, spill my whole life on a social yeah. media platform. Um, but then also still be real with people at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I really relate to that. I've been mm-hmm. the exact same and through my whole social media journey, there've been so many phases as well, like so many different chapters of my life. And, yeah. you know, I, I remember at one point I actually was considering going back years and years and years and like deleting mm-hmm. a load of old stuff. And I'm so glad that I didn't because mm-hmm. it really is my whole story. Like if people scroll back enough, like far enough, they'll see me as a vegan food blogger. Yeah, <laughs> you know yes. that was how I started like sharing yeah. smoothies and recipes yeah. and like you know I was teaching yoga classes at the gym like that was mm-hmm. my that was my first little outlet and mm-hmm. you know the different different chapters of my life like starting to work with women around like sharing about healing my own eating disorder yeah. going on my own self-love journey mm-hmm. getting divorced traveling um yeah. but I've been the exact same as you if anything like struggle to know when to when to stop like I think I've had to teach myself when to okay sharing that is an overstep mm-hmm. like sharing that actually you know in like pour yourself out and be vulnerable but there's been certain things where I would like in the past where I would share and then I would like be anxious for ages after yeah. it I've been yeah. checking it and like losing <laughs> my mind over it and so yeah. I've kind of had to train myself to not do that anymore because that's just not good for not good yeah oh my gosh I can't even imagine and I think that's such a good test of like if I hesitate to post then I don't you know until I feel sure about it um and and if I've been posting something and I just am like frantic on what the result will be I will archive it you know or delete it because I don't think I was I thought I was ready you know but I wasn't ready and it is hard to have spaces that are very much so a brand but also still very much so you um Mm -hmm. and 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 my my husband is really good at he'll just be like oh I just deleted it like I don't I'm just not you know for a while and I'm like oh okay well I this is like part of my job so I can't really do that but having him be so disengaged sometimes is really helpful for me to also know when to step back you know and and rest and heal and so even this past week, we went to Big Bear for a few days, which is just like an hour away from where where we're at in, in LA area. And I was like so anxious that I wasn't posting for like almost three days. And I was like, oh, my engagement and this, and I'm not posting in the algorithm and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, screw <laughs> that, first of all. Like there's, this should not have that much of a hold on me, you know? And so yeah. The first thing I did post was that you can be still and still be enough. Um, and I put that in the caption of like, I was anxious about not posting for a few days. And then I realized how ridiculous, <laughs> you know, that was. <laughs> and that my I'm still valuable. I still have a, a, 
I'm still worthy here. I still have things to contribute, but I also need to rest for a little bit. I need to step back for a little bit and was very Mm -hmm. honest in that. And now I notice like the most recent posts that I've done since then, I've been super excited about, like I've, I will post it and do my things and then I'll just go on my wary way. Like I'm not, you know, addicted (laughs) to it. And so it's really powerful what stepping back does, what rest does. And also to realize like, we're still people, um, you know, and inside of these brains, and there is a permission, you know, of just protecting certain things. And that is not for everyone. And for me, at first, it was just like, people would come visit, and I would go get coffee with them. And I was just like, can I pick your brain? I'm like, yeah, and I just was so accessible um, to everyone. And, and my husband was actually the first person to say, you know, you don't you not everyone deserves every part of you and I really had to like sit with that I'm just like oh I can make those boundaries I can step back I can create that space of like I will share with you I will be honest with you in this journey but also I'm allowed to protect my personhood um, and making sure that's a priority yeah 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 absolutely and if you don't do that, you can't show up from the same space. Mm-hmm. You can't give the way that you give because you've mm-hmm. not been honoring your own magic and taking yeah. care of you. Yeah. And otherwise you're just giving from this drained space of just take everything, take everything, take it all, right. have, have it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah. had a similar, similar realization because I used to be the same, like, uh, you know, I would land in a country and get a message from, someone saying I'm in this country should we go for coffee and I'm yeah I mean okay (laughs) instead of like why why like I don't need to go for a coffee with someone that I've never met like like Mm -hmm. why do we feel the need to say yes it's Mm -hmm. definitely like learning to have those boundaries for myself has definitely been a big part of my journey especially online when you know I'm sure you get a ton of dms as well asking for advice and guidance Mm -hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, it can be a lot. Like, I have to be really discerning about who I respond to and how I respond so that I'm not spending my whole day in DMs. And, yes. you know, then I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I've got paying clients <laughs> and I've got programs. And, like, I don't, I should really have yeah. taken better care of my energy today. And there's so much to be said around that, that piece of just managing your own energy and knowing mm-hmm. what's a yes and what's a no. And, I've really learned on this to check in with my body. And Mm -hmm. if energetically my body feels expansive to something, then I will move towards it. But if I feel like like a kind of really subtle contraction, then Mm -hmm. I know that it's time to put the phone down or Mm -hmm. not respond or, you know, not give to that. Yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. You shared this recently on social media, which I just thought was so powerful. Though there is wild courageousness in my ability to step up, I will also remember that there is wild courageousness and audacity in my ability to step back. Can you speak into that a little more? Because I feel that that is similar to what we've been speaking on and just really Mm -hmm. powerful. Yeah. Well, that's like a, there's a twofold there. One is um, this past week and knowing that I was, you know, going away for a few days and really trying to be intentional with that being away and having it be restful and not just me doing what I already do at home, but at somewhere else, you know, that it was like an actual distinction of, of healing and resting. And, and, you know, I, I run my own social media, but then I also work for a nonprofit and that's like my, my, every, like my, paid consistently freelance gig um, is helping with their social media. And so I'm, I'm in it and on it all the time and, and giving myself the permission to step back in those moments was, was really hard. I am also the oldest child. I am, you know, I, I always am like, is everyone good? You know, is everyone okay? Like, can I step back? No, I can't step back because then everything will fall apart, you know, which is so not true. Um, but I'll noticing that in myself and like going into that week of resting and, and knowing that I would be stepping back and I, and I won't be the first person to respond to an email of doing something or getting something done or returning to, um, to an email or things like that. And so that's where that kind of came from. And then also just noticing 
in this like past year for myself and just navigating um, boundaries and new relationships with being recently married and things like that. And knowing that like, usually I am I'm oldest, so I'm always stepping up. I'm always showing up for people. Um, but what would happen if I, if I don't do that? Um, what would happen for my own sanity, for my own relationship? Um, if I maybe step back and step into um, something else. And so there, I notice, especially for, for, for women, it's like, and, and right now it's like half this weird pandemic space where it's like, you can be, you can be calm. You don't have to do a bunch of things. You can rest. But then it's also like, but now is the time to do everything. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so like, which, which one do I sit in? And and for me, like at the beginning, I was really just like, okay, this is time to rest, which we do not really get a whole lot. So yeah. I'm going to take advantage of it. And then mm-hmm. people figured out how to live online. And then it was like workshops and online conferences and summits and like all these things. And then I got overwhelmed, you know, because I was like, I said yes to yes. too much. And so in this season of, of life, I'm really learning um, the art of stepping back and the healing of stepping back, which was like so scary because at first it's always like, I'm going to miss something, you know, I'm going to miss like something that I'm supposed to be involved in, but if it's really part of your story, if it's really something you're supposed to experience, you won't miss it. Um, it will come in good time and good opportunity. Um, and it's okay to say no. I am an awful say knower. Um, and, and so really learning to say no right now and like uh, getting more help um, with like within my own team and professionalism to help me say no um, has been like really helpful. So a lot of stepping back in this season of life and it's been really restorative. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God. I relate so much to that. (laughs) I'm the oldest child as well. And Mm -hmm. I struggle to step back for sure. And I struggle to say no, it's definitely like this fear of missing out, you know, especially if there's like a social, like a people that I really want to meet or, you know, a dinner that I really want to go to, but actually I'm exhausted and really need to listen to my body but I'm like no I need to go I need to be there and then you get there and you're like oh this was not worth it you know like I should have stayed home and I just had too many moments like that where I was just like it wasn't worth it and you stressed out for it like that is not healthy you know like that's not yeah you know I had this lesson come through really strongly because um about a month ago I got tonsillitis and Mm. I was super unwell like could barely speak Mm. and yet I had just signed up a bunch of new clients and I was like I'm still gonna do those sessions like I am finished I'm gonna show up on zoom and I'm just gonna whisper and I'm going to hold the space. And then as soon as I've finished, I'm going to go back down onto the couch and I'm going to crawl in under the duvet and fall asleep and take all my all my things that I was yes. taking, all my honey and my lemon and my different, different right. ointments and all the things that I had. And um, it was crazy because I came to do these sessions and firstly, the internet would just completely crash. Mm. Or like the power would go out mm. or like something would happen to like... Mm-hmm to stop me from doing the session yeah and I was like no and then Rick my boyfriend was like maybe it's a sign that you should rest <laughs> and I was like well I think it's a sign that we need to move somewhere with better internet you know <laughs> and, uh, and then I remember the next time I came to do a client session and I get to my laptop I'm like I've tried to make myself look like a human being I've like put some earrings in. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to do this session and then I'm going to sleep, but I need to do this session. And then I check my email inbox and she has canceled because yeah. she says I wasn't feeling well. And I was like, oh, there's the lesson. She can cancel because she's not feeling well, but for some reason I have to show up when I'm not, yeah. when I'm sick, you know? Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I learn, I really learn well from seeing other people put down their boundaries and really listen yeah. to themselves. It reminds me. Mm-hmm. I agree. My, my husband is really good at that. of just like, no, because it, I, it won't feel good, you know, or no, because I don't feel comfortable or no, because I'm exhausted, you know, and I'm just like, no, we got to push and we got to go and we got to do the thing. And that is healthy to an extent, you know, there's a balance to, to mm-hmm. that, but then there's also, I, it's okay to not 
you know, like it, it is okay to be, and I love that conversation of being human beings and not human doings. Um, mm. It's okay to just be sometimes. And that is a returning to, to who we are, just a being and not a doing. Um, and, and I forget that often. So it, it is a good reminder to go back to being sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And I feel that when we do, it's almost like we become, we like, um, what's the word? Like we just fill up and resource of mm-hmm. like, we, we fill up the resource of our own magic again. Yeah. Which I yeah. feel like we keep yeah. coming back to like your magic, your mm-hmm. own magic. And if you are constantly pushing, then you're like, that well is going to get dry because you've not yeah. been replenishing it. Replenish was the mm-hmm. word I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. What is the quote is, it, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup and, and that is so true to a lot of to a lot of things of just like, wow, I don't feel like I'm creating or showing up or loving as well as I could be because I'm not creating or showing up for or loving myself, you know, um, in those moments where I can't find time to just sit down, you know, and read and, and really having those moments of, of rest and Sabbath and restoration is like super, it's important. We can't live, we truly can't live without them. Mm. yeah oh, so Ariel what is something in your life right now that you are super excited about like mm. what's going on in your world yeah I am really excited just for the conversations that I'm having on social media I think those continue to bring me life and 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 they're kind of like little hints at um, a book that I'm working on and so I'm kind of seeing how people respond to them and so I'm excited to have like my first publication that is not done with another person. It will be the first book I write with just my name on it, which is so scary, but also so exciting. And um, in the pandemic space, I've just been trying to release more things on iTunes and Spotify. I think before this, the last thing I released was like 2015 or 2016. And so I've been um, slowly releasing at least like a little, a little bit of something over the past three months um, every month. And so I have two more projects that I'm working on and, and releasing those. And so I'm really thankful just for the space to create here um, and to have the permission to create here has been really exciting. And so, yeah, those are the spaces I think that bring me the most joy right now. Mm, beautiful. Thank and you. I have uh, three questions that I always ask every guest. So the first mm-hmm. one is, what is something that you are loving right now? Something I am loving right now um, are my plants. I have like lots of plants in my house, which has been really fun and trying to like, I have this app now where if you take a picture of the plant's leaves, it'll tell you like what the plant is, the scientific name, how to take care of it. And so what? I've been like really geeking out over my plant app. And oh, like, wow. my is like a true nerd. He's like going to school to be a history teacher. And so whenever I'm like, Ooh, my plant app, he's like, Ooh, okay. Get nerdy. And I just like love it <laughs> so much. So my plant or something that I really love right now um and then like food wise which is I don't know why this is the first thing I'm thinking of but sure um as there's this sauce it's called bitchin sauce and it's from <laughs> whole foods and it's so good like I'm allergic to a lot of additives and stuff so like MSG and carrageenan so any sauces I usually just stay away from because they most likely have both of those items in it. But this is like all clean ingredients. And it's amazing. Like it has a little kick to it. So this one is like the Chipotle one. And it tastes amazing on avocado toast. Like it will change your avocado toast game. So those are those are my two my plants and my bitchin sauce. Nice. Bitchin sauce from Whole Foods, everyone. Yes. You heard it <laughs> Great. And what is something that turns you on? I love conversations that like make the other person excited um like I love having conversations with people where like you can kind of see their eyes kind of like sparkle a little bit or light up like those make me so happy and I find people the most beautiful and the most attractive in those moments um Mm -hmm. and then also um yeah just exploring new information I feel like we're in a world right now where it's like we we thought we knew a lot, but we don't actually know a whole lot. Um, and so finding ourselves in a space where we 
so eager to learn and soak up information. And so when someone spews like a fact about something, I'm like, I didn't know about that, you know, and then we go in this like spiral of exploration and curiosity, I find very attractive as well. Yeah. Yes. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And then finally, when was the last time you experienced magic? Probably this past week. I'm in Big Bear and just being in the trees and the mountains, like I'm in LA, so it's pretty straightforward suburban. So anytime I can be in nature, um, I always find the most whimsical. Um, and it's like all these fields of like wildflowers and things like that, that, and then like different birds, um, that were like, not just your typical blue jay and things like that, that I just find so, um, in awe of just like the creative, um, and then also including myself in that as well, um, is just something that I find continuously magical. Like I could be in a nature spot forever. So, yeah. Yeah. I hear you completely. Oh, Ariel, this has been such a soulful, rich conversation. Mm. I've just loved having you here. How can everyone come and find you and work with you and spend more time with you having these conversations online? Yeah, um, my name, Ariel Astoria. So that's A-R-I-E-L-L-E-E-S-T-O-R-I-A. And that's on Instagram. I respond to DMs like text messages like we were just talking about. Well, <laughs> um, some days I step back, but for the most part, I will respond to you. And um, that's also on Twitter, my website. And then, like I said, um, I have music and poetry on iTunes, Spotify, soundcloud if you're underground like that apple music all of that fun stuff and you can find all my books on my website which is arielastoria.com beautiful thank you so much for being here it's been a pleasure we're gonna head over and get a couple more uh personal questions from the members of our community (laughs) thank you so much honey speak soon so I hope you loved that episode, my loves. If you did, please share it on your Instagram stories, tag me and tag Ariel so we can reshare it and know that you are loving this episode. Hit subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a review so more people can come and find this podcast and have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll see you next time.